This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Welcome back to the show. This is Vancouver Province columnist Mike Smith filling in for Jill Bennett today. The federal government wants to make it easier for consumers to choose healthy foods. So they're planning to put warning labels on foods that have high levels of sodium, sugar, or saturated fat. High intake, of, high intake of these ingredients, of course, can lead to chronic health conditions like diabetes, obesity, heart disease, stroke. So is this the answer? We get the government putting warning labels on junk food. You know what? This is, uh, you remember there's a junk food tax that might be in the works as well. And uh, also bringing it back home here. ICBC, big changes there. Lots to talk about with Chris Sims from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. I'm so pleased you could get up early for us. How are you doing, Chris? Excellent. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. Okay, let's talk about this uh, junk food warning label. So I guess this would be like what? You go to McDonald's, you buy a Big Mac, there's like a warning label going, oh, this is bad for you? Is that the deal? Yeah, that's what it sounds like so far. So, so far, the federal government says that they're dealing with industry leaders, blah, blah, blah. And so that means that they're sitting down together around a table and saying, how can we label your food to warn people about what's in it? So on the surface, if you had a choice between taxes and labeling, we'd go with labeling because then at least it's not costing you more money. But some of the problems here include... There was an idea floated a couple of years ago to put cigarette-style warning labels on food that is bad for you. So, for example, right. on a bag of chips or on, like, a, you know, a slew of French fries, it would look like a pack of cigarettes and say, basically, this could kill you and it'll give you heart disease and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> on yeah. juice, if you can believe it, it actually had a picture of a diabetic foot with a big canker on it, you know, for little children to look at saying this will give you diabetes. So that obviously is going way too far. And so why is it why is that going why is that going too far, Chris? Isn't that a good thing to warn people about? Oh, it's silly and disgusting. And I think everybody <laughs> okay. knows that. You know, it's it's one of those things where you you can I often wonder, you know, is is the sodium warning going to be on my fancy little imported jar of tapenade or is it just <laughs> going to be on my jar of dill pickles, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, where do you stop with it? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Every everything's bad. Everything in moderation, right? I mean, too much of anything's probably bad for you. It's one of those good <clears throat> reminders, right, where back in the 1980s, I'm old enough to remember, eggs were the enemy. You weren't yes. allowed to eat eggs. It was terrible for you. And margarine was the best thing to eat and no-fat yogurt. And now ask any nutritionist, and it's the complete opposite. And so that's why we always give a word of caution whenever the government says, hey, I'm from the government, I'm here to help. And they want to start putting <laughs> really ghastly warning labels on all of our food. Now, the idea of saying this has this much sodium, this is this much fat, that's fine. That's educational. But having big negative warning labels on the front of, of packaging, you start opening up the door to some major government intrusion there, and you start opening up the door to taxing it. Yeah, um, the eggs are an interesting example to cite because I remember speaking to a doctor, I actually interviewed a doctor on this show, not this show, but a different show, and he was telling me how terrible it is to give eggs to your kids I felt so guilty because my kids all, they love scrambled eggs. I was feeding them eggs all the time. And this guy was saying, mm-hmm. basically, you know, this is terrible for my kids. And then I read another article recently saying, well, you know, eggs are not that bad, right? Especially egg yolks. And it egg could yolk. be considered well, a superfood now, depending on how young your child is. Yeah, yeah I know, sure. right? So it's like maybe they put a warning label on something and then they'd have to change the label later. 
Exactly, on yeah. butter. Just imagine on butter. You know, something we've been eating for as long as, you know, about a thousand years or so, depending on how long we've had churns. It's, it's one of those things where, really, we need government to tell us that this pack of hot dogs might be high in sodium and might not be the best food choices for us. And so we understand the need to say what content is it, it is. You know, we're a bunch of label readers. That's important. Education is key here if you want to fight things like heart disease and obesity. And we'd rather this than attack but we want to see how far this labeling is going. Yeah. If it's something that's obscene or extreme or gross that includes you know, nasty images like you do on, on cigarette packages, then no way. But if it's something that's just strictly informational, then that's another issue. But we've also already got reasons. information on food, right? I mean, there's already ingredient lists on food. Yes, so there's, there's the ingredient list, right? Yeah. And that lists everything that's in it. It lists sodium, it lists sugar. Exactly. It, yeah, so this is just now label. going uh-huh. a step further with a warn, like a more graphic warning label <laughs> on the front. They want it on the front of the box. So okay. that when you're buying your box of, of, of cereal or soup off of the, off of the cupboard shelf, yeah. then you know exactly what's in it or what the government wants to warn you about. And also there's a consideration here. We are a population of a little over 30 million people. If we're importing stuff and we're requiring those importers to label things just for us, that does cause some extra costs and some extra concerns, especially when it comes to stuff like this that's changing all the time. So it's another thing that the government really needs to be careful of, that they're not strangling uh, importers and causing oh, right. more costs to be added to consumers. What, what's the status of this now? You, th- you said the government right now is talking to manu- food manufacturers about this? or. So at- they're in their consultation process right now, okay. and so Health Canada is asking for submissions. So if anybody has an opinion on this, uh, do ring up Health Canada, send them an email, let them know what you think. And that means they're also right now having roundtable meetings with stakeholders. And what would that mean is food manufacturers, food importers, uh, big companies that make a lot of food, stuff like that. And so right now they're consulting with them before they come out with recommendations. Okay, um, what's the status of... Conservative Senator Nancy Green Rain's proposed uh, ban on marketing of junk food to kids. That's what we talked about before. Yeah, the latest update I had on that was that it was out of the Senate and back into the House of Commons, which is extremely rare. And so you usually takes at this stage, once it gets into the committee level, it takes a longer time once it's going through that. So the unique thing here, or almost unique, is that it's a Senate-originated bill. And so most of the time, senators, you know, don't have bills that come back in through the House of Commons to become law. And this is a private member's bill coming from the Senate. So it's a real weird one. And yeah. so now that it's actually been considered, being considered by the House of Commons committee, it's much more likely to become law. And that law would be banning advertising to children, including things like banning toys and Happy Meals, banning yeah. Tony the Tiger from the box of Frosted Flakes and all the cartoon characters, including the Honey Nut Cheerio bee that does try to do awareness. Oh, that cute little awareness. bee. Right? You're going to ban the cute little bee. Environmental oh. awareness, right? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> That's true. Put, see, what, what if they put in enough time, right, <laughs> where, they're, where they're promoting, say, you know, uh, preserving bee habitat or uh, <laughs> preserving the tiger? And that, that would be okay. Are they then that would be okay. Them? Yeah, yeah. Or, but you know, but you know, God forbid, Count Chocula or Frankenberry—they're right out. 
equal rights for Dracula. <laughs> yeah, okay. That they could they'll look for any loophole they can. Um I get you're obviously against this, right? You think this is a bad idea. Yes, absolutely. Why? Um yes, Why? both both as a ta- well, because it's government interference in your own yeah. life. So there's many reasons for this. Number one, if you start getting into food taxes, things like sugar taxes, salt taxes, fat taxes, etc., one, they don't work. Period. So the idea that somehow it's going to stop childhood obesity or stop adult obesity because you're putting a five cent or ten cent tax on a can of pop, that doesn't work. They tried doing that in Mexico and consumption went down for a little bit, but then it bounced right back up. So it's exactly the same levels of consumption, but guess what? Governments are making a ton of money off of it. Similar thing happened over in Europe where they had a fat tax in one country and then they started cross-border shopping over into another that didn't have it. All it did was bring traffic in another direction. Also, closer to home in North America, they tried putting in what they called a soda tax in Philadelphia, in downtown Philadelphia. All that did was lead the shoppers who had enough money to have a car outside of the downtown core to shop where there isn't a tax. And unfortunately, that meant the grocery stores downtown folded. They shut down. So that means Mm. the people who can't afford a car downtown now literally have nowhere to buy vegetables. So really unintended knock-on effects there. Okay. I don't know. I think that at the end of the day, I'm not sure we need a, a junk food tax or warning labels or a ban on marketing to kids. Maybe we just need some common sense by parents. Might be uh, right? the most effective thing. Here's what I'll do, Chris. We'll jump in there. I'll take a quick break. want to come back. I want to get Chris's uh, take as well on what's going on at ICBC. Uh, the uh, the dumpster fire over there, as the government calls it, they're just bleeding money, losing $3.5 million a day. Oh, my God. Oh, no joking in the trophy room. And now I want a Mars bar. I used to love <laughs> that commercial too. when I was a kid. Do you remember that one? You're probably yes, too, you're probably too young to remember that commercial. Uh, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was born in the time of the A-Track, too, my friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, no, I, I remember that one well, and uh, it's funny, it's the Winter Olympics on again now. And I've interviewed her about that issue, and she oh. says, you know, you know, if I could undo it, I would. I wouldn't do that commercial, as if it's some sort of hate crime she committed. No, she was just an athlete who was slinging Mars bars, um, and that's fine. The right. issue here is that it, it is do as I say all the time, and we think that ultimately that choice belongs to parents. And usually, usually, those who would do things like banning a toy at Happy Meals and McDonald's are the same ones who would never darken the door of a McDonald's. You know, it's, it's always telling others how they should live and not just looking at their own lives. And so that's one of the reasons why we have a problem with that is because it's really interfering. And then also, if you're concerned about childhood obesity, we already pay for public schooling. Start teaching kids early about yeah education is good. Schools. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Let's go to the, let's go to the phone lines and speak to Colleen. Hi, Colleen. Thanks for calling. Go ahead. Oh, good morning. Hi. Excuse me. Um, I think Health Canada is a bunch of hypocrites. They approve things like aspartame, glyphosate, um, saccharin, all that garbage. Um, people get enough uh, high fructose corn syrup in their diets every day to put one amalgam in your mouth. There's um, mercury is a byproduct of high fructose corn syrup. Why aren't they banning that? Why aren't they stopping um, 
um, okay. gen genetically modified foods. Okay, like, well, we can do a... They approve this stuff, and okay. then they tell you not to eat it. Thank you, Colleen. We well, we could have a we could probably do a whole show on that. I, I'm a Diet Coke fan, so I'm not going to be dissing aspartame on the show here today. Uh, I'm not worried about <laughs> I'm worried about that. Announcement. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, listen, I'm not in, I'm not in Donald Trump's league drinking. How many Diet Cokes does he drink a day? A dozen I or think something? It's four or five a day, maybe four or five. More. Okay, yeah, I don't. I don't. You know, I'm not sure. I believe the reports and how many Diet Cokes he drinks, but no. you know, I, I occasionally have a Diet Coke. Anyway, um, you know, your point about education i think is a good one right like let's let's educate our kids and educate families about nutrition i think that's important yes it's very important and you know i take her point maybe not on her specific examples but this is an example of things change based on what the government says is good and is not good for you or what the the latest fad is amongst nutritionists or amongst doctors to say is or is not good for you and so if we start forcing people to see labels or to be taxed or to be banned based on what the, the big group thinks, says, and does, that's when you yeah. start running into trouble. And so, you know, we think that the, the most important part here is education. You know, obviously eating your fruits and vegetables is a good thing. Having a balanced diet is a good thing. Trying to, you know, get a lot of exercise is a good thing. And yeah. if you put that into the public schools that you already pay for, into things like home ec classes, how to make your own food from scratch, having lots of recess, then that should take care of the problem much better than bans taxes. Okay, we got one minute left, Chris. Real quick on ICBC, there was a report out yesterday that uh, there was a report they found, they somehow found 60 million bucks over at ICBC. How do you do that, right? How do you hunt around in the couch cushions and find $60 million? And so this is just indicative of the problems of that corporation, and that's why, number one, we're super happy the government is taking this very seriously and doing a big review. Kudos to them. Number two, this highlights the fact that we need competition in auto insurance. People need to have a choice about where they shop for this stuff. Okay, well, that's not going to happen. Well, it could happen. <laughs> if they change, well, I say, hey, no, no. Change ICBC into a co-op. You don't need to scrap it. And I think co-ops fit really well with NDP philosophy. Okay. Right? I think a good idea would be instead of uh, <laughs> using the stick to hammer people with higher fines all the time, how about a carrot? Like if you're a good driver, you get a break on your insurance. They are saying they're going to do that, but maybe I'd, I'd like, I would like to see some action behind those words. You know what's funny Thank is they say you're supposed to get a big discount right now, uh, yeah. but it takes okay. forever to get that, and it's still super high. Chris, thanks for coming on. Thank you. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.